As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Mom, does Sam have to come? He's so weird. I'm not weird, am I, Mom? Well, your legs are red and you carry a fish around like it's a briefcase. Yeah, but at least I don't talk about Harry Potter all the time. No more magic, Potter. I've got the golden snitch, and the next time I see you, I'm going to stab you in the chest. Yeah, but sweetheart, it's a fish. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, June 3rd, and this is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. How's it going, everybody? Hey, Tass. We got the international man of mystery taking it to the Max Lielis. Friends. <laughs> and last, certainly not least, over yonder, pushing a button, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. No TK in the classic factory, playing it safe. My man tested positive for mm. the cove. <laughs> it got him. Yeah. Well, it's getting everyone. It really no is. Mike Breen, no Jeff Van Gundy, no Trey Kirby. No Trey Kirby. Yeah, Woj. Yeah. Woj, yeah. So uh, he's, he's okay, though. Everybody's okay, him and the fam. But uh, he will uh, probably be joining us, I'm sure, at some point next week here in the Classic Factory. Mm. I had a blast talking to him for the Immediate Reaction podcast last night. So go check that out if you haven't already. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see it. Like the video, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube, comment away, and uh, make sure you share the show with your sicko friends that love the basketball. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com as well. We got a lot here on the drop. We're obviously going to do a deep dive on Game 1 last night, a very entertaining uh, Game 1 of the NBA Finals, but we're also going to talk about possibly Nike, buying the Portland Trailblazers mm. and about LeBron becoming a billionaire and the Cavaliers have new logos and we have rapid fire fun. So this is going to be an action packed show here. Mm. It's Phil Knight buying Portland. Let's get that straight. Portland? Because I, buying the city? Buying the city. But, it's like, <laughs> but just to be clear, it's not Nike. Uh, well, just Nike the, is Phil Knight. Is Phil Knight it? is Nike. He used to Damian be. Lillard, just wanted to be players. clear. Just wanted to Adidas. be clear. Yeah, it looks better, though, in a headline when yeah, I put no. Nike. Yeah. I know. I write the headline. I don't care. I'm talking <laughs> about it. I'm the one who I'm has here to for talk clicks, about man. it later. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you will clarify me uh, and yeah. my headline writing skills later. I love it. Okay. Uh, but first, before all of this, we had a wedgie. Wedgie number 45. 50 still in play, <laughs> yeah. everybody. 
And uh, this one, you gotta give credit to the Time Lord with the uh, block wedgie. So some people wanted to call the block wedgie a bludgeon. <laughs> so, you know, I don't mind, but uh, it's just still a wedgie. Uh, so, yeah, Robert Williams III blocking Poole's layup attempt there. 45 wedgies, the dream of 50, always the dream of 50 in the same season. It's technically still alive. Going to be very difficult here with only uh, at max six games to go. Yes, but we won for one, so we're batting 1,000 right now for the finals, so we're actually oh. going to surpass 50. <laughs> well, yes, hopefully 52 or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, it, it, very exciting that we got a wedgie there in the finals. Thank you to everybody tweeting at us, jumping on Instagram, letting us know. And we were so excited with a finals wedgie that we decided we got to celebrate with a t-shirt because that's what we do for everything now. And uh, here it is. This is available, nodunks.com. This just went live. I mean, Breaking Tea, they live up to their name, okay? <laughs> they're doing this. They're whipping this together this morning. Uh, so there it is, the uh, LOB wedged in there in the Celtics green. You got the No Dunks sort of final script on the back of this t-shirt. So if you want to go grab this, go to nodunks.com to celebrate the wedgie in the finals once again. And I think we're going to keep it up at least until the end of the finals. And man, if the Warriors could stick one in game two on Sunday, Uh, you know we're doing a t-shirt for that too. So Mm. if you're a fan of the wedgie, if you're a fan of the Celtics, if you're a fan of the finals, if you're a fan of just great fabric on your body, go to nodunks.com and uh, shout out to the Breaking Tea crew for whipping that together. But Let's get into the actual game. Celtics, huge fourth quarter, 40-16 to 16 mm. in that fourth frame to beat the Warriors in game one of the NBA Finals. Lee, where do you want to start with this, man? Well, perfect game one. Absolutely perfect because so many different storylines that you can take away from it. And I think both teams come out of this going, okay, that was game one. We can do some and make some adjustments and make some improvements, even the Celtics in game two. But I'm going to go to the start. The first quarter, Steph Curry, six threes. It was like, he's ready, man. He wants this championship. He wants the finals MVP. He's going to go and set crazy records. He's going to do it all. He was hitting threes. He was dancing around. Missed a free throw still, which is weird. But um, it started off like a perfect Warriors game. Like, this is just the team that is fresh that is experienced, they're at home, they're they're taking all those advantages. We knew that the second quarter, there'd be a bit of a fight back there from the Celtics, but the third quarter Warriors came out and executed. And it was like, this is what the Warriors do. They get you in that third quarter and they put the game out of reach and then you see a fourth quarter avalanche. And we saw a fourth quarter avalanche last night, just not from the Golden State Warriors. One of the most remarkable fourth quarters I can ever remember seeing in the finals because the Celtics just got incredibly hot. Hit nine threes in that quarter. And it really just took the power away from the Warriors. I, I didn't, from from the first quarter where the Warriors, where the ball was flying around and Steph was hitting those shots, all of a sudden it was like no one wanted it for the Warriors. They were sort of overpassing a little bit, hoping someone else would score for them. And the Celtics just went down the other end and just pounded them and continued to keep up the pressure. They didn't give the Warriors even a sniff to get back in there. I thought their defense on Steph improved because they dropped off him a couple of times early on. And it was like like, anyone who's watched the NBA knows, even when you can sort of close out on him, if you give Steph a half an inch, that's way too much room. Uh, And he he hurt them. But Al Horford came out a little bit more later on and and sort of tried to close that space down. But overall, I mean, if you're the Boston Celtics, you come out of this game and Jason Tatum goes three for 17, didn't shoot the ball well. I thought he actually had a decent game. Mm -hmm. It's just he didn't shoot very well. He had the 13 assists there, only two turnovers. And he wasn't... He wasn't letting that bad shooting 
affect other parts of his game. He was kind of like, okay, I haven't got the shot tonight, but he didn't really need it because when you got Al Horford going six for eight from downtown, Marcus Smart early on hit a couple, finished four for seven, and then Derek White. Derek White is just... Man. He's finals MVP right now. I mean, oh, wow. he's... He, oh, well... Over <laughs> maybe, Horford? Really? Maybe, maybe over not John over... Brown? I don't know. Maybe not over those two, but just just as far as the, the way that since he's become a father, he's been incredible. So this was... Uh, I think this is fantastic for the series because I am so excited to yep. see now how the Warriors fight back in Game 2. And I was really... I think you could see the experience in, in the post-game press conferences with Steph and Draymond and Steve Kerr. No panic, no sort of like, oh man, what are we going to do here? Instead, it was like acknowledging the Celtics beat them in that fourth quarter, knowing they have to be better, and I think they will be in Game 2. But uh, overall... Just an incredible game, really, really fun stuff, and uh, impressive by the Boston Celtics. It sort of felt like three games in one, right? You had the first half, especially the first quarter, first quarter uh, Curry explosion there, but then the Celtics were up at half, so you had that game. Then you had the Warriors in the third quarter. That's what they do. There's that game, and then the Celtics like one-upping them there in the fourth quarter, mm. hitting every three imaginable. And Jalen Brown, I thought, being like a catalyst at the start of the fourth quarter, I think gave uh, gave the Celtics the win. Even got it close because he scored. He hit a tough jumper over yep. Draymond Green to start that quarter. Then he hit a three, a tough three, with Poole like sort of right there, hand up. You know, he didn't jump or anything. He didn't want to get the foul. Jalen Brown splashed that. Then he attacked Poole, basically played him off the floor because then he had the the Robert Williams oop there. Timeout. And then they get a turnover. Jalen Brown came up with a steal and he kicked the head, I think, to Pritchard for the layup. And suddenly it was like, boom, a 9-0 run, just like that. And they're right back in this game. I thought he was Awesome. He was pretty consistent throughout the game, Jalen Brown, but oh, yeah. you know, took over there in the fourth to get it going. He was their offensive MVP, no doubt. It was odd to see the Warriors kind of flatten that fourth quarter. I don't know if it was the crowd or them thinking that they were a little bit home free, but those first two and a half minutes were were lackluster. They're minus seven there with Steph on the bench, and then Steph came back and tried to save the day. But as Al Horford said in the postgame locker room, those first two and a half minutes of that fourth quarter where we started out down 12, and then we came out and, and yeah, you, you, they beat them by seven points, really, to start that quarter. Yep. And then Steph had to come back, and then the momentum was clearly on the Celtics' side. And they had a lot of good things going for them. I thought the first possession, Steph came back. He tried to go to the hold and tried to you know bring back the momentum on their side. But Robert Williams swiped it away from the glass, and I think that's a, a big key for, for the Celtics side. We saw him with a wedgie earlier, but four big blocks for Robert Williams I think were pretty key. The, the Warriors got to think about, uh, you know, are, are thinking about going to the hoop a little bit with Robert Williams there, just getting in their heads just a touch. Now everybody's going to say, well, okay, well, well, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Derek White, they can't combine to shoot like that again. They can't shoot 65% from the floor. They can't, or from three-point land, I should say. That's not going to happen. You can play that game all day, though. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason Tatum's going to play better. Well, can Jalen Brown play that well? Well, Stephen Clay shot incredibly well from three. Can Otto Porter shoot three or four <laughs> from three again? Listen, you can play that all day. I think yeah. the the... the what everybody talks about these adjustments from game to game and game what it comes down to usually is one team has to play friggin' harder and there are way too many open threes for the Boston Celtics in this game they're wide open look at Al Horford's six threes which are phenomenal he came in here the most threes of his damn life in an NBA game four were so wide open now I think they're gonna allow those to happen yeah. again they are you watch the Celtics throughout the postseason Al Horford's the guy that's wide open 
but they can do a lot better on Peyton Pritchard's two threes made, uh, Derek White's threes made, Marcus Smart's threes. I think they were just a little too slow to understand what the plays were. Even Draymond, you know, they're running those horns, and, and Peyton Pritchard is open in the corner there in the second quarter for a wide open three. That just can't happen. I think that's just understanding what the play is. Same with Daniel Tice's three in the corner. I mean, you have to have a hand up. And and I think that's what happened. When you have a, a, a quarter where they're outscored by 24 points there in the fourth, the largest point differential in a finals quarter ever tied for that mark, I, I think it was just a ton of open threes. Nine of 12 from three in, in that fourth quarter from three-point land for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> the best three-point percentage in a finals quarter, minimum 10 attempts. I think they were a little slow to get out those guys to get out. I think they can play a lot more zone uh, to take away some of those corner threes. Now, I think I think the right guys shot the ball in terms of uh, what the Golden State Warriors would like. Yeah, those were the right shots, but they have to be defended uh, a lot better. And I still think the Warriors are the favorite in this series, even though Boston swiped that game one. I know they look they looked very good, and Tatum can shoot better and, and all that, but I think. When we see a Warriors loss in this series, it's quite often that they're just not covering guys well enough. Now, some of the lineups and all that we can talk about, uh, you know, Poole, has the guy played with Andre Iguodal before? I'm not <laughs> sure. But the way in that fourth quarter, right right as they were sort of falling apart, Poole throw, threw it to a spot where he thought Andre Iguodala would be, and it went out of bounds. And uh, I think that either it's the crowd, uh, partially the crowd, partially just not playing together, partially uh, just not ready to uh, to get back on defense at times. But the Celtics wide open threes in, in, in that quarter uh, and some incredible shooting from both sides. Yeah, a blast to watch. So the Celtics win this game despite Tatum shooting 3 of 17, mm. like you said, despite trailing by 12. Uh, heading into the fourth, yeah. After the you know the Warriors give me that quarter that they always take there in the third, and then despite Steph scoring thirty four, including twenty one uh, mm-hmm. there in the first quarter, that's amazing. So like that's the thing they're feeling great. Like wow, we won this one. Yeah. But I also agree with what you guys were saying. I feel and and I think it was uh, illustrated in the post game press conferences. It's like the Warriors are like I think this was our game plan. Like. Just damn, Derek White hit a bunch of threes. Yeah. Marcus Smart, we're gonna let him shoot away. He hit you know some timely threes. Al Horford, he ain't hitting six threes again. This is what they're thinking. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised all that much. They're like, no, we we'll just play this way again, and we like our chances to come out on top. And they might be right, but I did love the Celtics. Uh, and Trey talked about this last night on our immediate reaction podcast. Just one big, like they basically like went small, if yeah. you want to call it that. The Celtics did, like Derek White. You're getting more minutes here because we love how you can just chase around all these guys in Clay and Curry and Poole even uh, because you put in the effort defensively. And then, man, it's just found money any shots you're hitting. And he was, you know, jackpot last night. He absolutely was. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Robert Williams himself only plays 24 minutes there. Grant Williams only played 16. So, you know. Well, that's they... a Derek White minutes are like usually. Yeah. Or ha- we've seen the Grant minutes, I think. And I think that's the right yeah. play from you. But but I also agree with the Warriors. I don't think they come out of this and think like, well, that was a terrible game because Otto Porter was good for them. I thought Kevon Looney was good for them. I thought Andre Iguodala was good except for the time where he could have. He had Peyton Pritchard and he sort of settled for a jump shot there. But the Warriors don't come out of this and go, well, we have to change everything. No. They just have to execute a little bit better and again defensively they have to get out to three pointers because it felt like the the Celtics just had to move that ball get those threes and then when they start knocking them you could just see them grow in that confidence in that fourth quarter it's like yeah just take your shot and you'll, you'll knock it in so yeah the, the Warriors don't come out of this and go like man we were we were rusty we had you know rust versus rest or anything like that they outplayed them for certainly for two of the first three quarters 
But that one quarter, as we saw with the Celtics against the Miami Heat, they only need to play one really good quarter and they can go on to win the game. But the Celtics as well, what I like about uh, their post-game stuff as well is, you know, no one's celebrating anything. They lost the first games of their last two series and came back to win. They know that it's like, hey, one game, that's all it takes. But also, if you are the Celtics, you've done your job as far as getting the split on the road. Now, they won't take their focus off for game two, but they also know that the heavy lifting has been done. If they can go and grab both, that'd be huge. But they're also, I'm sure, expecting uh, a counterpunch here from the Warriors. Draymond Green has to play way better because I think that's the Celtics game plan. It's like, we are going to leave you alone Especially when Kerr gets another guy that can't shoot all that well out there with you, you know, be it be it Looney or be it Iguodala, uh, and he's got to make them pay a lot more because I thought Draymond Green was horrible offensively. I mean, four points on 13 shooting possessions. He missed a pair of free throws there, mm. uh, badly missed a pair of free throws there in, in, in the fourth quarter when it was tight. Three turnovers, was only five assists, and especially, like you said, when the Celtics are like, we're putting way more pressure out on Steph Curry, and yeah. you're the you're the short roll, Draymond. And what are you gonna do? Um, and he just didn't make them didn't make them pay. I thought at all, and I think that's why his comments are like, "Yeah, we outplayed them for majority of the game. We're not worried." I think Draymond knows, like, I just have to be so much better, and he obviously believes he can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, you can have one non-shooter out there for the Warriors, and yeah, that's, and that's fine. Uh, but uh, Iguodala has to take his shots when he's out there. And if he's out there with Draymond Green, I think that's the the most important part about Andre Iguodala. He can't he can't hang out. And uh, yeah, I think there's a there's a yeah a lack a, a bit of a lack of. I know they've played together before, but they had to go through some some minutes together. Uh, and they they stunk to start the fourth quarter where they gave the Celtics life. Uh, yeah, the Andre Iguodala took Peyton Pritchard into the post, but, you know, that's not really his shot as he turned around and missed it. And Jordan Poole's minutes were bad. as the uh, 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 Defense, he could have been better. I, I wouldn't say they're bad because he was pretty patient, uh, but I think he, he could be a little bit more aggressive. I, I think they got just a little bit flat going into that fourth quarter when they were up 12, and... Um, yeah, they gave. This, you think they, they thought they had it, sort of like well, we've like I mean, we've done our third quarter bit. thing. We're up yeah, pretty well, big here. We'll buy bit. Steph some minutes as we always do, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll roll to a game one victory. A tiny bit. I don't know if it was the, the the first game in front of this crowd in the in an NBA Finals game where they. I thought the crowd was just a little flat going into that fourth quarter. I mean, they brought back Steph to try and write the ship with seven and a half minutes left, and and the the Celtics were just. We're just ready uh, and had already taken that momentum. So they just played a bad couple minutes to start that game, we, uh, start that fourth quarter, I should say. Robert Williams with that hammer. On, they're, they're bad on both ends. And the momentum started to go with the Celtics. And, yeah, they were yeah, super flat the rest of the way. I, I do think it's it's wild to see some of these uh, stats going around. This one particular, teams that win game one of the finals on the road go on to win the series. How many times do you guys think? What What percentage? I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, it's got to be high. Like I'm trying to think. The Sixers won it with Allen Iverson, but lost the series. Yeah. Mm. So you're gonna you're gonna swerve on this one. Uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's happened think. 17 times. 17 yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, so they've yeah. gone on to win. So maybe it's not crazy. Uh, 10 or 11? Yeah, yeah, just eight times. So no, actually, wow. actually, more often than not, the home team comes back wow. and wins the series. Wow. It it is wild to think yeah. that. Now so, that's a little, I guess, a little different. 
two three twos at times. Now yeah. two two one one one. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, which one does that favor then? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, mean, look, I don't want to lose game I'm, one no matter whether no, I'm at home yeah. or on the road. So. And, and, and I still think they're the the favorite just because they're likely to get a road win like they do in every single right, series. Right, right, right. And the Celtics are likely to drop a home game like exactly. they have done every yeah. series yeah. except yeah. for the first one against the Brooklyn. I believe Nets. Vegas has the Celtics now as the favorite in this series mm. though. Hit the it's, Warriors. It's, it's switched yeah. just like that. Wow, crazy yeah. stuff there. Go ahead. Well, well, Draymond Green, just go back to your point there. Yeah. I mean, go back to the Memphis series and even Dallas to some extent. Teams are saying, you, you can shoot. You yeah. can shoot all yeah, you want. You have to play them that you, way. I yeah, and, and that is really taking away some of Draymond's effectiveness because he's a fantastic facilitator. He loves getting the ball and passing. He made a nice one there to Steph last night. But when he's wide open and he's got the three-pointer, everyone's saying, well, oh. no one's coming out to you. No. Shoot it all you want. He went 0 for 4 last night, and none of them were really all that close because no. he doesn't want to shoot. The Celtics want him to shoot it, and it also means that Steph, especially, or Clay, is going to have someone right on them, and then there's a second player ready to come there. Yeah. So Draymond has to figure out a way, either hit those shots, easy to say that, or uh, he has to get inside and, and just try to create a little bit more chaos. But it's interesting to see because it's like I noticed, uh, you know, again, the Grizzlies were like, that's the weakness right there. On their offense, let Draymond shoot because he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. I like that we had two guys. We had like a flex off last night, though. We had Draymond flexing yeah, yeah. early in the game, and then Al Horford <laughs> yeah. was flexing. I know, Al I, I would like to know what Al Horford's shooting numbers splits are since uh, Giannis dunked on him. Because remember, oh, that was the. Uh, he's played a lot of great games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the sort of turning point, I think, for Al, where he was like, all right, all right, I'm coming back at everyone here. So, one of the things we did on the Immediate Reaction podcast last night, you're going to love this, Lee, yeah. uh, stealing something from the AFL, the uh, oh, yeah. uh, football oh. league. The Brown Low right. medal. Talking finals MVP yeah, yeah, watch. Yeah. The Brown Low, for those that don't know. Mm. You said the officials uh, actually right. after every game yes. uh, in the AFL, they do like a one, two, three votes That's right, right yes. for the MVP of the game. Then yes. you just add them all up at the end of the year. So That's Trey right. and I, this was Trey's idea. We should do this during the finals. <laughs> Love it. So who's getting the, the three points? So who's like your yeah. number one player from last night's game one? Who's second? Who's third? Where does it go? Yeah, well, I, I guess Jalen Brown probably gets the three votes. Okay. Um, Al Horford, two. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to and sort that, of not I, give Steph one. Yeah. Um, or but it's the, Derek White or Steph yeah, is where you're going to go. And, and I, I mean, look, it was, a, it was a double-digit loss in the end, so I'm going to go Derek White. Oh, I, I'll, I'll yeah. give him one vote. I mean, and again, look, Steph did all his damage in that first quarter there with the 21 uh, and the six threes, but ultimately they come up short. So I'll, I'll go Brown, Horford, White. Okay. Very colorful 3-2-1 uh, yes, there. I should have yes. gone Draymond Green there. And oh, it would have been really nice. <laughs> this guy loves colors. Oh, I love this shirt. idea, though. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah, we'll keep track. Uh, but who's really, to you, who was like the Game 1 MVP, I guess, is the real question. Well, I see on the No Dunks Twitter account that it's Horford, Jalen Brown, and Steph Curry. So yep. it's already official. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Jalen, uh, look, Al Horford was really great on the defensive end, too, and and. He made a monstrous steal on a Draymond Green pass in the middle of that fourth mm. quarter uh, to uh, to help really swing the tide. He was uh, phenomenal, and there was a reason he flexed, just like Draymond Green flexed earlier. I don't think that was a an accident or coincidence. He's uh, just like he took it to Yanis in that in that second round there. Uh, and dunked on him and, and threw his forearm right in his face. Al knows what he's doing. I will say, everybody thinking that Al has been amazing since after that 30-point game. He had some real quiet ones mm. uh, yeah. against yeah. the Bucks. He had eight, two, and then six uh, in the last three games. So, uh, you know, you can't count on Al to shoot those threes, and, and that's why 
the Warriors are going to continue to allow him to do that. Now, Jalen Brown was a monster in this game. Uh, he was, yeah, the steady, steadying influence that they absolutely needed. And hopefully uh, for Tatum, his shot comes back a little bit because I think he was just, frankly, he was just off. The first shot was a wild air ball, mm-hmm. looked like a travel. And then he missed that layup to start the fourth quarter, which was a friggin' layup with no one there. So... You know, he can bring it back for the Boston Celtics to some degree. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the the Celtics, yeah, the, the fact that Derek White was shooting some contested ones yes. uh, <laughs> was was amazing. Uh, that's not really his game, but what a trade for Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson uh, can't do that. <laughs> that was a phenomenal, phenomenal move at the deadline. But those fourth quarter threes, if you look back, uh, people say, oh, they, they just made threes. They were wide open. Uh, those nine, the nine of twelve from three point land, uh, that those have to be contested a heck of a lot more. So phenomenal stuff from Horford and Jalen Brown and and from Steph in that third quarter. But yeah, the bench, those bench minutes are real key. It's uh, annoying to say, uh, but every minute really, 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 really matters. And that momentum that they got from those first two and a half minutes, where Jordan Poole was supposed to be the guy who comes in and you know writes the ship while Steph is on the bench. That's always been the Warriors' problem. And, uh, yeah, they didn't play well. What did you think of the broadcast last night? Mark and Mark. I have to say it was really good. Yeah. Mark Jackson was actually bearable last night. I, I Turns out when he's not paired with Jeff yeah. Gundy, it's a lot more enjoyable listen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, shockingly sort of surprised at how I was like, he wasn't too bad. Mark <laughs> Jones is always great. Yeah. Love his energy. Yeah. Uh, he's always good. But, yeah, the two-man booth uh, – this is the this is the thing is like I wonder if the uh, execs are like oh this is working too well you know <laughs> I mean <laughs> they're gonna hope Jeff still has a cough nah, I, I, look I I think overwhelmingly people would love to see a change in that commentary team anyway right, right, right. I think no I I mean Mike Breen you know he he's still great but the other two do bring a weird sort of uh, vibe <laughs> yeah no, they do I mean yeah. Mark, Mark Jackson often is just sort of very low dull monotone and Jeff Van Gundy's like the complete opposite where he's completely going over the top over something so I thought uh, I thought it was great <laughs> <laughs> so them not being on the call together you get rid of these like weird comedy bits yeah, that they try to exactly. force about yeah. being trying to one up each other with being a curmudgeon and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree I, I thought it was pretty enjoyable I yeah. thought it was uh, I thought the crowd was pretty good too I know you it were was. saying at times they were maybe a little flat for that Bay Area crowd obviously it's a final so it should be hype but sometimes you get too many suits there because they're expensive tickets and stuff oh, like yeah. that I thought it was I thought it was pretty lively um, so a good start and then just no, a, it, was great. it was great to have an entertaining basketball game too with all these obviously oh, runs and God, it was, I mean yeah. it ends up being like not a blowout but a pretty uh, um, comfortable win for the Celtics but Jesus with both of these squads and the way they can hit threes you know we're gonna see a lot of these games I think where a team's up 10, 12, 15 and the other team probably gets back in a hurry because we had a stretch in this game where it was like three, three. Yeah, three. Well, they started <laughs> off, I think, five of the first six crazy. baskets with threes. Yeah. I think for the teams yeah, so combined, and, and the most and, threes in an NBA Finals half. Yeah, ever to I, start with twenty threes combined in that first half. I feel like half the shots taken were three yeah. pointers. Like from if you combined all the shot attempts last forty one from nuts. ninety uh, eighty six eighty six threes were taken. <laughs> hundred and well. Yeah, 173 shots in okay. total. Damn near half the shots. Yeah, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. I, I do think the crowd was good until that fourth quarter. I think everybody watching, everybody, everybody, even in the stands, thought this was done. Yeah. I thought it was done. A 12-point lead going into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and I, I think the, the Warriors got a yeah, little complacent. They've done it throughout the postseason. 
And yeah, Boston obviously uh, does not stop on the road. Uh, they are a better road team than a home team mm-hmm. in this postseason. <laughs> I think that that is uh, it's a while to think about. Now eight and two on the road, but the Warriors are pretty solid on the at home as well. Look, it looks like we've got a series that's going long. I would take the Warriors in seven at this point after watching uh, Game One there. Uh, but uh, yeah, they. This was this was a very enjoyable experience. Mm. As far as a three man booth, I, I'm never a huge fan. I just don't think there's there's just not enough talk time for two analysts to talk. Mm-hmm. Basketball so freaking fast, and that's why Mark Jackson he got put up into that number one seat, and he excelled. He had he had many many corny lines ready for for, <laughs> for to distribute, and they were there. I mean, he had some some bad ones. He had some bad ones. Like, the, there's an Al Horford one. Al making all the people dance. Or something like that. It's I the way he pronounces Al Horford. Yeah, he says, yeah. Hoffert. It's yeah, like, he says yeah. Hoffert. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, talked Hoffert. about that last yeah. night. No, I'm not, I, that, yeah, I got that line wrong. I, I'm, I'm misquoting. Yeah, Al. I you would have thought, liked to seen Al Scorford. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't have to go cheesy. Okay. But uh, he doesn't have to go. I mean, Al, Al Hoffert. H-O-F Ferd. He's going to the Hall of Fame, baby. Put him in there. Uh, I, I thought he was saying Robin Williams when he was saying Robin uh, Williams. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I, he may have. He, I wouldn't be surprised because I picked up that as well. And I'm like, it sounds like he's saying Robin Williams there. The Bay la- Area legend. but uh. Yeah, the last, <laughs> the last time when Robert Williams got his huge dunk there in the fourth quarter, I think he corrected himself and mm. there was a Robert. Mm. So earlier, I think if, if somebody wants to cut it together, he goes Robin to Robert. Uh, but... <laughs> But l- like, he yeah, he was given the role and he yeah. he ran with it. He mm. did a good job. He well, the, well, the problem job. is him and, and Van Gundy. Not only do they have that weird chemistry that they think I think they think they're being hilarious, and it just it gets a little tiresome. Yeah. I, that's my opinion on it. Uh, but they're also they're sort of the same roles. I know Mark Jackson was a player and was a great player, but he's been in a league for a long time. Oh yeah, he was a coach. And Gundy's a coach. They're sort of like overlapping a little bit. Um, so if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to have a third person in there, give me some someone that's a little different. Yeah. You know, be it Dorish approaches the game, especially with a little more energy and love of the game. Or be it like a, a more, you know, a player that just retired, be it a Redick or something like that. Yeah. Uh, whoever. Uh, I think that's the thing, too. They Their roles are too similar yeah. to me, but. Anyway, it was uh, it was better. Yeah, a three-person booth, I think, is tough. Or, Jeff or Skin Wade, that, yeah. Jeff Skin Wade does a good job of being different than Derek Harper on the Mavs broadcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, he, he it's yeah, analyst and Jeff Skin Wade's the the comic relief to yeah. some degree. Yeah, yeah. Even though he's he's got lots of good things to say, they're, yeah, they're a little different. Uh, so, oh, this was the line he said: "All the ladies in the house say Al Horford." That is, <laughs> like, I think it was supposed to say say like. I think it was supposed to sound like Al. Uh, sorry, Al. All the ladies in the what? house say Al. Oh. Like, what else would it be? Yeah. I oh? All the ladies in the house say oh, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. It doesn't uh, sound like Al enough. I mean, you can do a great Mark Jackson uh, bingo card for sure. Yeah. Mom and there goes that man. Yeah. May I have this dance? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think we got an all grown up, uh, but uh, you know, nah, he's got his lines. Nah, he sticks with them. Nah. We all do. Look, good morning, sweet world, all that. Uh, yeah. I laughed out loud, though. You know, and I, it must have been the fourth quarter, probably after a timeout. So after the Celtics had made the run, we come back, right? And we get, like, the two box where Kerr is telling the team. We get, like, uh, the, the huddle. Yeah. 
we got to play with more force. He's doing the yeah. whole, like, we're okay. We're fine. we yeah. got to play with more force. Take care of the ball. Whatever he's saying. And, like, while he's saying that, because obviously it had just been recorded, they're playing live basketball. There's a sloppy turnover yeah, yeah. from the Warriors. <laughs> and then they give up a Horford three because no one even comes close to, like, yeah. challenging it. It's like, yeah. whoops. That's midway through the fourth. That's, yeah. that's Horford sealing yeah. it on a bad Draymond Green pass. Yeah. They read that thing. And, you know, maybe was there a little rust versus rest there? I don't know. But that was. Nah, uh, come nah, on. Nah, uh, yeah, I don't believe that. I guess not. Not with the way they started in nah. the third quarter and all that. No, nah, but the nah. Warriors can play defense better than that. They they definitely can play better than that. Just wide open three. I understand Al, Al and Draymond, those are guys are going to have open threes. But Draymond's seen defenses like this before. Lay off him. He can play better. And, and I, I actually didn't love his comments after the game, basically saying, well, let me see that box score. Let me see that box score. And he did the math there. He did some basic math. Felt good about it, doing getting to 15 of 23, just like I do when I read these box scores. 15 of 23 from Derek White, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford. Well, well, that's not going to happen again. Right. I, I don't like it. That, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm not a fan of just saying, oh, they're going to regress to the mean. That might be true. But I, I don't think you need to give the Celtics bulletin board material. I, I think that that stuff is just like just tip oh, your they're cap. Not, yeah. Why the heck not? Yeah. What, what you know some games because he keeps it real, Tass. Yeah. Hmm. They're probably not going to go 15 of 23. He's real. <laughs> He's he is right. real about that. But I think it's a big bellwether here in this series. Suddenly, who's having a better game between Draymond Green and Al Horford? Uh, and Al Horford kicked his ass last oh, yeah. night in terms of uh, obviously contributions to his squad overall so yeah well he can hit that three and that's the big difference it's, and he's not hesitating no. at all no. right now no. at least he wasn't in this game and then yeah hit the the jumper from the little baseline jumper yeah. <laughs> I love go look at any photo of Al Horford shooting a jumper though and it's like oh it's what ugly. the hell yeah. is yeah, going on especially a photo yeah. when it's frozen like yeah, that yeah yeah it's yeah cr- it looks like his arms are broken yeah. Uh, I was going to almost give a Stranger Things spoiler, but I'll save it. But uh, it's got the vibes of something happening in Stranger Things here, season four. Wow. When you see a photo of him like this. Very, very weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Now, I, I will say that Al Horford flexing, I think, is a little bit of bulletin board material for the Warriors, too. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I don't know. How he, how does he respond? He didn't respond well when he uh, hammered Giannis in the face. Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, Draymond saw that. Everybody saw that. Anyways, they'll fight, obviously have a, a, a much better game, too. I think the Warriors got to feel good about getting on the offensive glass. They had six offensive rebounds in that third quarter alone, 12 overall. You know, Kevon Looney was uh, a beast on that end, so that helps. Six board, six offensive boards. Uh, Wiggins and Draymond Green doing some damage there. So that that is something coming into this series that would help them, and they know that they can do that. Uh, Kevin Looney got a little sloppy, sloppy, and uh, him and him and Curry, I think, got a little sloppy together with that Curry push ahead that got to Kevin Looney, and then he kind of just lost the ball. It looked like a Jalen Brown block, but he just kind of lost the ball, and then Curry gave him a old hook pass into the middle on a pick and roll, and that one went out of bounds. So they they can tighten that up and maybe don't give Looney all those sexy passes. There's limitations, I think, to Kevin Looney, but I, I think they got to feel good about the offensive rebounding. Uh, creating those second opportunities for themselves. The other great thing about this game, very little flops. Mm-hmm. We haven't even mentioned the officials. Nope. I don't even know who was on the uh, on the, on the floor John last Goebel night. I John was on there, one of them. Okay, great. Uh, so that's number, good. Number 60, I know and the was, numbers. You know, it was free-flowing for the most part. It was, you know, the Warriors and Celtics, they didn't turn it over all that much no. uh, for both of these teams, so it was sort of clean that way. And great defense. I mean, these are yeah. amazing squads. The way they, they help 
the way they show, they cover, you know, they close out their, yeah, you're right. The fourth quarter, so uh, Warriors got a little like, all right, let him shoot. He'll probably miss this one. Uh, he's not that great overall in his career, but they kept knocking him down. But uh, just a really, really fun watch. Yeah. And just going on to the referees, there was a moment where Steph got called for the offensive on Marcus. Yeah. Mark. He shoved him off, but then he did that bouncing the ball. Now, it didn't fly off, but you do sometimes see that descent right at the ref. Attack, yeah. but I thought the ref did the right yeah, the thing. Yeah, the ref by... just basically turned away. Yeah, like, we're going just, this way. Yeah, he didn't. And Curry, he... And Curry was saying, he, and you saw it in the replay, he's like, yeah. he hit me twice. Yeah, yeah. He bang here, bang here, and then I do this, yeah. and then you're calling that. Yeah. It's the reaction. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, so the other stuff, it was, it was physical defense like that, and so Steph was kind of pissed that they didn't get called those on. I don't think that was uh, those ones that were egregious. As you can sort of see Steph no, really no, no, showing no, no, him for off. For sure, so, for sure. Um, he, he's, I think he's like, why are you calling me on yeah. that when you're letting him hit all over yeah. me? And that's uh, that's why he was pissed. But yeah, yeah otherwise, yeah. I had really no issues with any of the fishing. They nah. swallowed the whistles. I wonder if it was a message from on down. Let's, let's, let's not, let's not, you guys don't be the show. We don't need to know your names. Yeah. Because uh, they, they, they did a good job. Yeah, that one with Curry, Draymond had a couple moments where oh, he was yeah. yelling at an official. Yeah, it was zero T's as far as I remember. Yeah, right? yeah I don't I think, think so. so. Uh, I don't think so. But yes, yeah, I had to look up a referee's name just now. It's a good feeling. Good, good feeling good, when good. I don't know mm. James Williams' name. There you go. That's number, really why. Number 60. I know his face. I know his number, uh, which, is, which is good. I'm going to dress as uh, James Williams for Halloween. So Okay, interesting. So Taz still likes uh, Warriors in seven. Are you changing your pick at all? You had Warriors in six. Had yeah. this? I mean, what's your thoughts? You go into the Beantown boys? No. Yeah. No, you can't change after one game. You can't. Okay. You just uh, you got to you got to sit tight because honestly, for the series, I'm glad the Celtics won because now it's like a yeah. real, you know, it's a real a barnstormer we've got here in game two. A the, it's, it's all of a sudden it's a must win for the Warriors, which I didn't think I'd be saying that uh, in one of the first two games. So uh, that's going to be awesome, and we'll be in Beantown myself and Trey next uh, week oh, for those Jesus. games three and four. Can't wait! It's going to be awesome. Who's jumping on the horn with me after the uh, after the game? Well, right we'll, there we'll from the floor. Yeah, we'll we'll you know we'll try to do something. I mean, uh-huh. I don't know how yet it's going to work, but we'll we'll figure it out. You're bringing your selfie stick. Uh, the selfie stick. Well, the thing is, those selfie sticks. The quality was never all that good. <laughs> I've probably gone through five to ten of those uh-huh. in my career. I've given up on the selfie sticks, but oh. we'll we'll figure something. Yeah, Trey's out. got longer. Your arms are yeah, going to get fun. tired on the court. <laughs> you guys are going to do all the shows. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take our first break. Everybody in the stream team. Everybody listening, watching later. Uh, let's hear your thoughts on Game One. Uh, has your prediction for this series changed at all? Who was your uh, MVP from Game One? How you doing, your Brown Low? Al Horford. The most threes for a player in his NBA Finals debut. Al Horford. That's pretty cool. Six threes. Six threes. Sexy eyes. Al Horford, man. Second oldest player to score 25 in his NBA Finals debut. Behind? Very recent. Very recent. Chris Paul? Chris Paul had 32 last year. And that's what you got to remember. They won the first two games. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, They're at home, I guess. That's Um, different, yep. I was going to say, though, is there any concern about Al Horford Especially talking about Chris Paul, he just had a birthday. It's his birthday today. Today, oh yeah, happy thirty six to Sexy Al Horford. But we saw what happened to Chris Paul. Yeah, that was thirty seven though, wasn't it? I know, but 
is it just a cake? Yeah, right. Is it just a revolution around the sun? Did like, you, yeah, did you see Al on the uh, NBA TV post game last night? I didn't. It was uh, it was Shaq, Matt Weiner, Al, Steve Smith, and then Grant Hill. Yes. And you know how Grant Hill and Steve Smith are always confused for each. I think Al Horford has a little bit <laughs> looks a bit like Grant Hill as well. Well, they're sexy. As yeah, hell. exactly, I don't think exactly. They look well, you you look at them up close. They, don't, I don't so. look they do. They do. Yeah, Go and check them out. You know where that Steve Smith. Grand Hill thing came from was Andrew Bogut, right? So Andrew Bogut saying uh-huh. it was somebody who said, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Andrew Bogut." Who said? I think they hey. get confused a lot because he, even- he did it on the broadcast after a game. It was after a finals game. Yeah. That's why it was a big deal. He goes, "Yeah, uh, yeah Grant." When it was when it was talking to Steve Smith, <laughs> and now you're confusing. It's an Aussie thing. You're confusing <laughs> Al Horford with Grant. Yeah, look, at, look at their yeah. eyes. They're very very similar. Oh, you get lost in their eyes. What do. you're doing? I absolutely telling do. you. Yeah, I saw yeah. this tweet. From Windows hit. to the soul. Right, uh, yeah, and part of that is why Haley O'Shaughnessy tweeted after the game, Al Horford going to go on to be the prettiest finals MVP in NBA history. I said Tony Parker yeah, wants you a word. Yeah, that, I saw that. She said, you know, I think actually Al Horford's biggest competition is more recent, Yanis Tetkumpo, who is adorable. But now I think she's bringing personality <laughs> yeah, yeah. into the situation. <laughs> Obviously, Yanis is adorable and his dad jokes, but uh, yeah. Okay, that's a, a great question. Sexiest finals MVP. Winner sexiest? of all time. Uh, there's a lot well, of sexiest. I mean, that's what you're talking about. I said prettiest. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're nitpicking. Those are the same thing to me. <laughs> what? Well, in this in this question, yes. Sexy. The prettiest. So man you want to have you want to have uh, a couple questions. Prettiest finals MVP I didn't ask, winner. I didn't say anything about sexiest, the sexiest finals MVP winner. That's what you wanted. You wanted uh, most sexy. rugged looking finals MVP winner. Who would that be? Uh, most rugged. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, the up down report. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back in the Classic Factory. If you haven't already, hit the like button and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. And if you're a podcast listener, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. It really helps us out in terms of rankings. But let's get into the up-down report. Preparing your tubes. It's the up-down report. Yeah. It's been a minute. First one, according to Woj, who I hope is feeling better, uh, Nike's Phil Knight and Dodgers co-owner Alan Smolininski have placed an offer to purchase the Portland Trailblazers for more than $2 billion. Mm. Now, the Blazers, in a brief statement, insisted that the team remains not for sale, but Commissioner Adam Silver last night, he said the team will be sold at some point, though he's not sure when. So... The question here is, are you up or down on the Nike angle of this? Nike's Phil Knight trying to buy the Blazers. You're pushing this Nike thing. Because <laughs> oh he's technically left the company, but he is Phil Knight. Uh, right. I, I think this this is great news for the NBA in a couple ways. Number one, business is still booming. It's uh, $2 billion plus. I like how they say over $2 billion. Oh, what yeah. the heck does that mean? $29 billion? <laughs> uh, but the fact is, small market team offered $2 billion. The Timberwolves last year just sold for $1.5 billion, so this is a significant number more. I, you know, I, I don't know the valuation of these book deals here, uh, what, what the books say about the Portland Trailblazers, but uh, obviously Phil Knight and uh, Smolenitsky, who is a part owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, coming in and see a great offer. Now, it, I do find it odd, odd because the, the Blazers say this was unsolicited. No one's no one asked for their money, but they came in and said that. But it sure feels like that Jody Allen, sister of Paul Allen, who, who passed away a, a few years ago, is ready to move on. And I suppose this is the, I, 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 who knows what an owner would be in this situation, what type of owner they're going to get. Uh, but I do think that there's a lot of positives on the horizon that could happen here, that there would be a face of this franchise because Jody Allen hasn't even spoke uh, since she's taken ownership. I'm not sure she you know, wants to ever be a face of this franchise, but this franchise has continuously paid for every single iteration of this team. They got no problems paying, and I would guess that Phil Knight and Smolenitsky would do the same and there would be a face for this franchise considering yeah, that you know, Nike's headquarters are right there mm-hmm. and uh, they would just want to be more integrated into the community. So you never know what you're going to get. That being said, it's good for the NBA and it sure feels like, you know, sort of like uh, Rodriguez and, and Laurie in Minnesota that they have shown they want to get integrated into the community and I would assume that Knight and Smolenitsky would do the same. Right. Would you agree with that? 
Yes. Uh, the big question is Damien Lillard's a big Adidas guy. Yeah. So what's going to happen there? <laughs> is he going to switch shoes? Or are they going to trade him? I mean, well, but Phil, Phil's not really the the night guy. Eighty four years old too. Yeah. Buying a team at eighty four years old. I hadn't seen a photo of Phil Knight in no. a long time. <laughs> yeah. I saw one going around with yeah. these stories. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. You got old. You sure did. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he's just so synonymous with the NBA and Nike and Jordan and everything like that. But I hadn't seen him either. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it seems to me, it does seem inevitable that the Blazers, even though they're not officially for sale, probably uh, unofficially are sort of seeing what the valuation is. Sure. And if someone's throwing $2 billion at you, you're like, okay, great. We know that's uh, that's what the sort of starting price is. So if someone else wants to come in, then it can drive the price up even further. I think it'd be a great franchise to own. It's uh, it's iconic. It's historic. Great fan base there. Yeah. People that's love That's the thing. This, this franchise can't go anywhere. It cannot leave Portland. This cannot be a Seattle no. situation. So Phil Knight being tied to it, being yeah. a, an Oregon guy there, that's, that's good. You can yeah. imagine he'd be moving it. No, and I, I think as well, like the league would make sure yeah. that doesn't happen as yeah. well. I know that it can change, like the Sonics yeah. did, but ultimately, uh, they I think they want to keep the team in Portland because, as I say, historically they've been huge for the NBA, yeah. and and uh, it's a really cool franchise. All right, next one here. Speaking of money, the King has officially reached billionaire status. Uh, according to Forbes, LeBron James has a net worth of $1 billion, making him the first active NBA player to make the billionaires list. LeBron has reportedly earned more than $1.2 billion in pre-tax earnings. Um, so are you up or down on LeBron becoming the first <laughs> active NBA player to make the billionaires list? Yeah. Great job. Okay. Great job, LeBron. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to drop a Dr. Evil uh, uh, $1 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's... Uh, it's it, quite interesting, this article, just talking about how diverse his uh, investments are and what he's been able to do and how he's been able to leverage his his status as a player and a person to gain ownership of some of these things. He should be on Shark Tank because that's how <laughs> Shark Tank operates. It's like, they're like, listen, I'll, I'll help your business grow, but you've got to give me a cut in return so that as the value grows... His own state grows. Oh, you want him as a shark? Yeah, saying. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think he'd be great at that. And um, it's interesting. I was reading about his Liverpool uh, stake here because he was in Paris last week for the Champions League final, but he only owned uh, around one percent of the group. Uh, of, uh, but actually, sorry, he exchanged his ownership of Liverpool into this Fenway Sports Group, which owns yep. so much more. But he only uh, is estimated to own around one percent of that. I thought he had a bigger stake than that, but uh, still, one percent of that is probably still. 50 million or maybe even more who knows um but uh honestly though for lebron like considering where he has come from and considering the hype and the expectations around his career to him now be able to you know translate that into business success is is very good because so many athletes not just basketball players run into financial trouble they get paid all this money during their playing days and then afterwards, they run out of it. So uh, LeBron has been able to really establish himself as a smart and savvy businessman outside of uh, playing because that will sustain him as his career winds down here. So good on him. Yeah, he's earned upwards of $900 million in income from endorsements and other business ventures. <laughs> and then does get paid uh, mm -hmm. handsomely to play uh, professional basketball still. But it's crazy crazy stuff so you said 1.2 billion minus 900 million so he's making 300 million somewhere else <laughs> where guess. is he making that money <laughs> well, show mean, the tax what's he make uh salary wise he's the highest paid player right is he maybe not maybe not, not uh, probably not at the moment because no. it changes every still year probably 40 million I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever it is 30 plus it's uh yeah it's really pennies compared to what he's making yeah. otherwise yeah. one billion dollars uh in the last yeah 2021 i guess somehow this is this is a report but He's been making billions forever. I mean, he's a billionaire. 
He's he's been a billionaire before 2021, I think. Mm. I think. Anyways, but I think he's the king amongst NBA players as well, not just because of how good he is on the court, but also because what he does here. He he doesn't uh, just invest lightly. I think he he kind of takes the the Shaq mindset where if he is going to be the face of something, then he is basically uh, one of the majority owners, and he's going to be making some serious coin off that. So uh, he is emulated, and, and and people want to be him, I think, around the NBA because of how he invests. He's only the sixth highest paid oh, player okay, this okay. season. Okay. You want to do a quick trivia on the uh, top five? Uh, these are, Now, these are not contracts moving forward for next season. No, this season, 21-22 season. Westbrook yeah. makes more. Westbrook is number Good four, call. yeah. Great call. Johnny Wall, probably. Johnny Wall, that's the one I thought you might struggle. He's the third highest paid player. Is Lillard there? Uh... Lillard is number eight. Okay. So you've got uh, one, two, three. Steph is number one. Yeah. The other two are former teammates. Former teammates last season, in fact. One-time teammates. Kawhi? No, no. They were teammates years ago. They were teammates this season, but then they were teammates, not teammates, at the end of this season. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, We're looking for two guys. Yeah. But Big trade, massive trade this season. That oh, Harden, Jimmy, and, and KD. Yes, yes. Kevin Durant number five, James Harden number two. Wow, nice, good trivia. Mm. So LeBron's underpaid. Is what you're <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely is. Yeah, I, I mean, you think of the ge- money he's oh, generated yeah, yeah, for Nike, for, sure. for the NBA, for everyone. I mean, LeBron has been probably paid like a tenth of what he should have been paid. Well, here you go. Now that we know LeBron's a billionaire officially, um, you think he can pony up uh, thirty-five hundred dollars for our charity drive for St. <laughs> Jude Children's Research Hospital? That's all we need. LeBron. Take us over the top, man. Mm. All right, mm. you, it's a tax write-off, probably. He's probably going to want to come on the show, though. That's his. Uh, that's his return. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Okay. Me. All right. Uh, we All need right. thirty-five hundred. If LeBron's not going to do it, maybe you guys out there can do it. Uh, we have the link there in the YouTube comments. Still trying to hit thirty k for our St. Jude Children's Research Hospital charity drive. All right. Next one. This is a fun one. The Cleveland Cavaliers. They're going to have new logos next season. And in the words of the team's Twitter account. Gold is back. Oh, my God. Is Kirby getting a kickback on this? The team said the transition to the new brand identity will be complete by the start of next season. Uh, The largest change, I guess, is the colorways. Um, The iconic Cavaliers wine look, that's going to stay. But you got this combo of gold and black replacing... Uh, what was sort of more of a mustard yellow and remember they had the navy vibes going right. on there on some of the jerseys here's a look at the uh, actual um, logos themselves so up or down Tass on on the rebrand here from the Cavaliers I'm going up okay and uh, we didn't get an Austin Powers with the last one but let's do it here <laughs> I love gold <laughs> did you see they put that in their little promo video for this I saw it's a really well done video it I is a very yeah. well done video Now, looking at the logos, I'm not so overwhelmed by them. But I say own the gold. Own the gold. Go for it. Because I think this is a perfect time. Perfect time to own the gold. Lakers on the decline. Cavs here on the rise. Usually we think of, you know, the purple and gold with the Lakers. But I think the Cavs can own it right now. Mm. This is the time for them. I was talking yesterday about Darius Garland, potential Hall of Famer. I believe it. Obviously, it's early, but uh, I believe it. Him, Jared Allen, two All-Stars this year. If things are going really, really well, I think it's perfect timing to go for the gold. You've got to be a – got to have some real guts to make gold really part of your col- uh, colorways, and I like it. You know, the Cavs have had some ugly jerseys in the past, so I'm not so enamored by just seeing these logos. It has to translate into some beauty jerseys, 
but I think there's there's the potential. I love this team. I love this organization, and I love mustard, but I like gold more. Mm, yeah, <laughs> smart. Yeah. Let's see. That's how LeBron became a billionaire. Mm. What do you mean? Stop chasing the mustard. Start chasing <laughs> the gold. Mm. Uh, and they did say in their statement here, these updated logos are intended to be more representative of the modern day Cavs task. So maybe you're talking your Garlands and your and your Jared oh. Allen's and stuff like that. Garland. A young and talented team who are defining a new era for the franchise. Hmm. You know, they got to come up with a bunch of bullshit when they send these things. Yeah, they so just want like, gold. They just want gold yeah, in their color, I know, right? I and I and like they got to explain why, what it means, and all this. But uh, the look, the look, yeah. man, what do you think? Well, J.D., if you can just bring it up again, because all of them, apart from the last one, to me... Just, that looks like the Larry O'Brien. I know, program, I know. You know. They're really saying, yeah. uh, hey, you know, we're going to win this. So the others are fine. It's like, okay, that's clean. <laughs> the big C in the second one there, that's where I'm pretty sure they won the game seven against the Warriors wearing this. But they got rid of the sword. Remember they have that was sword that on, was that going on, through there. Well, was that I mean, on, uh, it used to be a part of their logo yeah. for sure, yeah. Um, anyway, they're fine. The only thing is the Warriors slogan right now is gold-blooded. So, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> the Warriors are kind of beating them to the punch a little bit there. But, hey, maybe, maybe they'll get back and they can... Steal the name. You don't back. think the Cavs should be able to use gold blooded for their next playoff run t shirt? <laughs> sure, that would I be think great. Should, yeah. That would be great if they just said, Yeah, we don't care that someone else has used it. We're just going to use yeah. it ourselves. Everyone. You, you just have to be good and you can put gold in your color. Like the Heat did it. Uh, if you remember, they had their little promotional video and they started putting yeah. it into stuff. And that's okay because they're champs. But I think this team has got the confidence that well, they'll, they'll be there they, these they, next few years. Okay. Yeah, the Larry O'Brien trophy there. I believe, yeah. As the Warriors get older, the Cavs time. <laughs> the Cavs are going to take yeah. that space. Okay. Yeah. Uh, final one here. The Knicks are finalizing a contract with Rick Brunson, who is the father of Jalen Brunson, to become an assistant coach on Tom Thibodeau's staff. So you know immediately where I'm going with this mm-hmm. one. Up or down on the Knicks hiring Rick Brunson as assistant coach to lure... Jalen Brunson in free agency. Up or down, Tass? No. Down, 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 what, down, what? down, down. No. That okay. means zip. Zilch zero. I don't know their relationship. I don't think it. I don't think it plays any part. Zero. I think it's actually down for the Knicks organization as well. Maybe Rick Brunson's a good coach, but it's also a, a, a Tibbs you know, favorite over the years. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's he's been with him in Minnesota and Chicago, and yeah, Tibbs wants assistance. He knows, sure, um, but uh, same old is not good IMO uh, and he, he Rick Brunson has a good relationship with Leon Rose the Knicks president he was his first client when Rick played uh, back in 1998 so there's a relationship there uh, it's it's yeah a guy who's been linked with Tibbs in terms of coaching for a long time it's surprising actually uh, Tibbs wanted him to be on on his bench earlier in yeah. his Knicks run so it's not surprising but uh, yeah, you don't I'm think not it does get anything the, to bring Jim. I'm not going to get into the, the Papa Son dynamics because yeah. who the heck knows? But I will. Let's get into it. No, I, I, I just, I did. Does he want to play in front of his daddy? Does he? Do you want to do that? I think it's just all opportunity, and it has nothing to do with the assistant coach situation whatsoever. And Dallas ain't going to let him go. Yeah, it feels like a real college basketball move, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? You get pops there on the on the staff, and yeah. maybe it lures you to that college. But does yeah. it work here in New York? You know, in the professional setting? I hope so. I would love the chaos there. It's like, well, they just hired him, and now Jalen's going to sign there as a free agent. Sure. That'd be perfect. Because right. you know, you know, tampering is not allowed. What I don't know how it works in free agents here, but hey, listen, son. We're going to pay you this much. What are the Mavs going to pay you? Okay, we'll match it. We'll we'll give you a little bit more. We'll make. Well, it crazy. this is the issue though. The Knicks don't have cap space to mm. to likely sign Jalen Brunson as currently 
constructed here with yeah. their roster. They'd have to get off some money, probably have to put a pick to get off money and all that. Mavericks have the edge. They can give the fifth year. Cuban is saying all the right things. He's like, no, we're keeping this guy. We're going to pay him. Because he's looking at like $20 million plus. Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Why so what the Knicks should do then is pay uh, Rick Brunson like $50 million a year. <laughs> oh, and then wow. say to Jalen, we'll pay you just whatever the minimum salary oh, is. Oh, this is like a real uh, Mar- Marcus Markeith Morris yeah, exactly. type of vibe yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were playing yeah. together. Yeah. Sharing the contract. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing, Rick Brunson uh, tied to the organization. He was Knicks president Leon Rose's first client when Brunson, Rick Brunson, played a... Uh, for mm. the Knicks. Echo Chamber. From uh, 98. Did you say that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you say that part. Yeah, I said it into the microphone, oh, but I guess geez. I didn't say it that I loud. really was only heard the part where you're saying the Tibbs part, but uh, you apologies. You got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. You're thinking about other stuff. Yeah, I was, I was looking at the Knicks uh, cap sheet. I was deep yeah. in there. I was swimming. Apologies. Uh, so what's how much uh, cap? Hey, did you know the... that uh, Leon Rose, <laughs> uh, his first client was Rick Brunson? Mm. Did you know that? No. You weren't listening to either one. Oh, I heard him say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I read that tabloid today. I read that New York Post Mark article. Berman? What, how much room do the Knicks have? Because I was led to believe that they have room. They do not have a ton. Not not of that No, not of size. that number. Yeah. You, they could get to it. Get they could get to it. I mean, again, I think you're going to probably have to include the pick to get off some of their contracts. But uh, mm. and, and, you know you got to entice the other teams, right, to take some of your salary. See, that was the mistake the New York Knickerbockers made last offseason. Four years for Evan Fournier, three oh, yeah. for Nerlens right. Noel, three for Alec Burks. When you know, people said, well, well, what other options are there? It's keeping the books clean. So when something op- when an opportunity comes right, right. like this, you throw every single dollar at him, and maybe you can bring him over. You can overpay because maybe the Mavs don't match in that situation. But... Uh, the Mavs, I think, are in a decent spot. I guess there's a team like the Pistons who could really go yep, for it. Sure. And that's and that's a good move for the Pistons because they have a ton of cap room. They've kept the books fairly clean, uh, if I'm, yeah, my it's, mind it's serves Pistons, me correct. I feel like it's Pacers, uh, it might be Spurs, and there's one more I'm forgetting. Is it the Magic, maybe? I like... It's the fourth team. Yeah, it could be. The Mavs got The Magics have their own issues. They bring him back Mo Bamba. 48 centers right. on that roster but I love the move for the Pistons if they were able to bring him over because they're so young they need a vet I, that would be a pretty good overpay because I think they could be pretty good defensively yeah. Yeah. him and Cade together okay let's hear from everybody out there in the stream team uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on all four of those you know talking about uh, possibly Phil Knight buying the Blazers LeBron becoming a billionaire the Cavs new logos and uh, this last one here Rick Brunson joining uh, the Knicks staff and whether or not uh, that that lures Jalen Brunson to the to the Big Apple. What are they gonna do? Garland. Garland is usually not gold. It's usually silver. <laughs> oh, uh, Christmas Garland. Yeah. Yeah. What are they gonna do around Christmas? Christmas Garland, silver and the green. Silver. I always think of Garland as oh, as the actual. I don't know leaves or trees. <laughs> no, it's that. No, uh, you're right. It's I guess the shiny. So it can be any color. Yeah. Yeah. It could be any color. Traditionally, I would say it's silver. Silver bells, silver garlands. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know. Uh, but, yeah, they can change it up. Go gold. Once you start talking like Austin Powers. And I got a shy, I got a, uh, a photo of Trey Kirby. We'll see after the break. <laughs> we got some crazy, wow. yeah. crazy things after the break. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Rapid fire questions. Yeah. I have an insane tweet of the night. And I guess we got a Trey Kirby photo, so don't mm. go anywhere.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A quick YouTube treat. We're talking Austin Powers, and here's Trey Kirby in the old gold member outfit. Wow. He looks wild. Yeah. Yeah, he had a crazy makeup job done yeah. there. I don't remember him looking like nah. that. He had a so bald moody. cap on or something? Cause yeah. He's yeah. Half. yeah, definitely yeah. had a bald cap. Yeah, see, that's why it looks different than when he was on set because he didn't really see his whole hair wig thing I, th- I, think. I think it's the shadows around his eyes yeah. making it yeah. look like he's got a bunch of eyeliner on which he definitely did not <laughs> just looks so different than on TV <laughs> TV huh changes yeah. things anyways Gold a little number. YouTube I'll throw it up in our on our Twitter page as well great idea for, um, for our follow through crew the, the character in Austin Powers he would eat his skin right yeah that's his right dry he dry skin yeah Gold <laughs> because, because he was, he was Dutch. Dutch yeah well, he, I'm just saying he, he was, was Dutch. Freaky and, yeah. Dutch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was gross. That was a gross character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Okay, Tweet of the Night, a little crazy, I'm going to be honest. I figured we were going to be talking about so much basketball there, and we did there. First 45 minutes of this podcast breaking down game one. So I'm like, you know what? Let's take it off the court. Let's get wild. And this tweet was making the rounds on Twitter over the last couple of days, and I'm really interested to hear your picks for it because mm. it's from at this is Jim Tate. He tweeted, "The effects of the potions are permanent." And then there is a picture with a bunch of potions, and you can only choose three. And mm. I will read these potions to you very quickly here. Never need sleep and always feel rested. Speak every language. All felines like you upon meeting you. You can record things perfectly in your memory at will. You can teleport to any airport. That's an interesting Mm. angle to that one. Things taste to you like whatever you want them to. Your body temperature never changes. All insects avoid you. Things you kick three times turn into cheese. Fairies finish your chores. (laughs) You can identify the emotions of anyone you talk with. And the final one, the final potion that you could take is you can grow your ideal beard. Mm. I'm definitely taking that one, filling these patchy spots. Mm -hmm. Um, But the question, Tass, you can get us started here. You can only pick three. Um, Difficult for you? You got some obvious ones? Oh, definitely a lot of tough ones. I would love to be able to approach any lion, uh, any feline at any time. Yeah, Mm, I would love... Yeah, I like that one. Um, <laughs> all felines like you upon meeting wow, you. Wow, I, I didn't think anyone was picking, picking that. I'm oh, not oh, picking oh, it, okay, but it's, okay. it's, it is somewhat tempting <laughs> uh, to be friends with all animals. Not all animals, but you know the animals that I like. Anyways, uh, the teleport to any airport, no more flying. I love that. 
Yeah, but you're only going to the airport. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Still gotta that's take really the weird. cab, or you yeah. still gotta take Stout. the. Uh, oh, but come on! Yeah, you're no, it's going still good. Anywhere yeah. in the world, go to Singapore. Anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> go take a shit in the Singapore airport Absolutely. anytime you yeah. want to. Well, actually, well, does that mean you would have to teleport from another airport? I guess not. It doesn't say that. No. Nah. So you got to take a dump, and you're like, hold on. Well, I could take you guys with me and say, look, I've been, I've been talking about, it, I've been bigging it up for so long. Come to Singapore, and we'll. Uh, can't check out the restrooms. I got to write in the airport log blog. Like just writing down. Uh, I mean, that's basically what I've done in the last seven trips through Singapore. <laughs> just going to the can. And- yeah. Well, this would be horrible though for you because, in theory, everybody would just start going to the Singapore airport to do their business, <laughs> well, and it's too crowded. There's lines. Well, it's dirty yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't get dirty. They they keep it uh, well, spotless there. But well, uh, even when tens of thousands of people are uh, teleporting to use the restroom, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know how great oh, their staff man. is at that point. But, okay, Do so you t- have to t- teleport airport to airport, though? Well, that's what I asked. I don't think so. I actually right. took this as you can teleport from your house to the airport yeah. and then take the plane to another airport. You know what I mean? What? Hmm. Why Why wouldn't I just... <laughs> why would you if I'm flying to that's Seattle, what? why wouldn't I just teleport well, to the Seattle I, airport? I, yeah, exactly. You think, you think that reads no more connecting flights? <laughs> <laughs> only, yes. only direct flights? Yes. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> well, okay, maybe that'll... Stop me from taking it. I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, if I get teleport to the gate, almost still worth it, right? From my house to the gate. I don't Ooh, have to deal with any of that stuff. It's true. It's nice. Yeah. That's a good point. But mm-hmm. I think I'd prefer to get rid of the 10-hour flight uh, yes. you know, to Europe. Oh, yeah. For sure. 100%. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess the smart thing is on that tip you should take the never need sleep and always feel restful. Yeah. Yes. That's oh, a, that yeah. is a good oh. one. That's a no-brainer for me. Sure, that, yeah. that's, okay, you're I'm locking that one in? One yep. For sure. Okay, yeah. keep like going, you keep... get a third of your life right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do, you not, boom. do you not think, though, like, just to push back on it, you know, it sounds great in theory, but, like, you're always... You're, you're probably always going to be up. Doesn't like say that though. No, no, no. I think it just I, says so. You, you never think you need can it. go to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I think it's more even if you have a quiet, like a short night's sleep, you feel fine the next day. You don't yeah. just feel groggy. So yeah, yeah right. I'm taking that okay. one. Why would you go to sleep though? Exactly. You don't. Well, have that's to. my concern. Oh, I think you'd go crazy. You'd be a little bit of a madman. Oh, no, no. I, I would still Maybe. go to sleep. I just would love the feeling of waking up like right. Let's yeah. go. One Let's hour. Go. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that all the time anyway. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. This is too crazy. Yeah. Sleep well. This is yeah. too much of a stretch. Okay, so JD, why don't you continue then? If you're okay. locking in that one. All right, I'm locking in that one. I'm language for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's nice. Yeah, we don't need them. Yeah. We're all going to be talking the same language at some point. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, but... no, it's a cool one. It's a <laughs> it's cool one. It's a cool one, one saying, for just now. Just a pushback. I mean, the chores one. I mean, if their ferries aren't starting the chores, then there's no point because I, oh, like <laughs> I had I that debate to... with Nora last night yeah. when we were going over this. I was like, I don't know, like you still got to start it, but like, how much of it do I have to do for the ferries to then take over? Because right. it says ferries finish, finish your exactly chores. right. Yeah. So do I have to take the top rack of the dishwasher, <laughs> you know, out and then they're like, all right, we got it from here. Maybe just one fork you have to take <laughs> okay. out. And they, yeah, That's whatever. Not bad. That's a good one, but. Uh, yeah. So language, sleep. Yeah. The beard I already got. So <laughs> yeah. In your get face. Out of here. Um, I'm gonna take the insects. Avoid me. Yeah. Wow. Fucking me too. hate bugs. I hate like just mosquito bites. All that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you uh you had a very similar selection to Nora. Oh great. Well you know Nora with uh, mosquito bites. It's yeah. very bad. She it has crazy reactions. So she picked the insects. Avoid you. She picked speak every language, and she. I think she ultimately went with uh, finish the chores. Yeah, it's a good one. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Tess, what, what are your three? 
Well, I'm going to teleport to any airport. Okay. I like traveling, but I don't like traveling. Right. Uh, never need sleep and always feel rested. That's part of it. See, I was thinking about taking the chores, but if you save so much more time with the sleep and never feel rested, I, I mean, literally. Yeah. You yeah, never you have need, to You're going to need things to do at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a good point. <laughs> yeah. I could do it while everyone else is sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I got those two. The third one is, damn, it's tough. Speak every language. Uh, I love that one. Yep. Felines, I like cats. Uh, <laughs> Felines, get out of here. Like, I know, I'm not taking that one. Yeah. Not, He's just, but, uh, you know, it's... Oh, big cats. That's sort of cool. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Jag. Boom. <laughs> Jag. Lions. Minx. Tigers. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know my third one. Uh, the insects... Uh, no, I think don't I, take I'm not taking that no. one. You're a Greek, I might, man. I they might. Don't, insects don't bother Fuck, you. They bother the shit out of me. <laughs> what? That's how your blood would be like. No, they uh, love it. Oh, they love it. It's all like Greek person blood. to person, you yeah, know? that's mm. true. You know? Atlanta? You get eaten alive. I get eaten alive down mm. here. The third one, I don't know. I'm Greek, so I'll take the kick three times, turn it into fat ah, cheese. there you go. <laughs> Disgusting. Do you get to pick the kind of cheese? Yeah, that's the question I mean. <laughs> Gouda, yeah, Gouda question. And what happens? Uh, <laughs> like, what happens to the item you ki- like kicked? Like, yeah. could you accidentally kick your car and then you got a cheese car and you're like, damn? You, you lure the cats to you and kick them, mm. and they turn into cheese. Mm. Mm. Ah. Uh, Lee, all right. The reason I put this in here, yeah. I had to hear your three. So, yeah. where are you going, Pokemon? Well, man? definitely the language. Uh, yeah. Now in my house, I'm uh, the worst speaker of the second language in our house i've already been overtaken (laughs) so i need to catch up there uh sleep never uh, never need sleep and always feel rested 100 percent. and then the insects for sure oh yeah i uh insects just drive me crazy so uh get rid of those insects so i'm missing out on teleporting to any airport but yeah oh well i mean you gotta you gotta sacrifice something there so I'm very similar to you guys. I'm putting the three together that I think work well together. Tass was sort of alluding to it. The never need sleep, always feel rested. You speak every language. And then if I could speak every language, I want to go to every damn country. Mm. So I'm teleporting to any airport. So those mm. are my three. I already have inventions for that. Cars and trains Yeah, and well, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> okay. That was a fun one. Uh, everybody have your uh, answers in there in the stream team or tweet at us or you know what you got to do. Drop them in the YouTube comments. Don't I'm go to the safari. Blast. You're going to get eaten by cats because you didn't pick the feline one. <laughs> That's true. Or insects too, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Mm. And then, well, my beard's going to suck still. Oh, well. Uh, I can grow a great mustache. We all know that. Okay. Let's wrap up this drop podcast. With some rapid-fire fun, Tass has the questions. The three of us have the answers. Let's go. All right. There's an incredible article on The Athletic by Bill Oram that explains how former Laker Slava Medvedenko is fighting the Russian invasion in his home country of Ukraine. Phenomenal stuff. Mm-hmm. We named some random athletes during our fundraiser this week, so that's where I'm taking this question. Let's name some random basketball players, specifically in light of Slava Medvedenko being a badass, name a retired role player you wouldn't want to mess with. JD. Um, this was actually very easy for me. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh. He just turned 75. But, it, you know, he's a seven-footer. He's yep. martial artist. Yep. And just... I, like, I don't get starstruck around players mm. ever. But if I ever met him, I would be starstruck no. and totally intimidating. And I'm not really afraid of getting physically hurt by anyone, really. Like, you know, you can beat me up, but it's not going to really 
bother me, but <laughs> it's like a bruiser ego. <laughs> he's just like one of the smartest guys on earth, right. and I wouldn't want to tangle with him. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of a, a debate with with Kareem. It, it, I feel like he would just. Most people would, but him especially would just chew me up and spit me mm. out, and uh, yeah. So both mentally and physically, mentally, kick your ass. physically, yeah. just completely own me. Yeah, yeah and exactly. you love debating. I do. I like to. I'm an argue bro or whatever they call. Them. Yeah, I like to debate, debate bro, debate guy. bro, yeah. but not with Kareem no, Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, I, just I like, hear you. Whatever I, you say, sir. You I'll see it? myself out. That's how it would go. Yes, he he's a phenomenal person. I thought this was easy for you. I thought you'd pick Matt Barnes. I said role player, but you can pick anybody, obviously. Yeah. Kareem, not a role player. I thought you'd pick Matt Barnes. Just, But you wouldn't want to mess with him either. I yeah, think. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to mess with anyone, really. <laughs> Kareem especially. Yeah. All right, Lee. Yeah, well, uh, James Johnson, I don't think, has officially retired, but he was waived by the Nets. He's uh, got that reputation as being the MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he went 20-0 and 0 or something. I don't know. I didn't verify to know if he, that is his record. But it's always, anytime he's gotten into a little push and shove with anyone in the NBA, everyone said, watch out for James Johnson, mixed martial artist. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's 6'8". He's a big guy. He's pretty okay. athletic. So, yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go and step to him and say, let's test out your MMA skills. All right, no. Skeets. Uh, I can't believe my answer is still on the table here. Charles Oakley. Mm. Yeah, I want nothing to do with Oak, man. <laughs> Even at an older age, we've been around him. We had a shot with him, and yeah, it was intimidating. <laughs> I don't think I wanted to have that shot, but I was having that shot. Yeah. You don't want to have awesome. that shot. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's ice cold vodka, too. It was too. good, yeah. We, didn't, we had no idea what it was, either. No. <laughs> Did he buy it? He, yes. Yeah, yeah, so he picked it and bought yeah. it and was just like, here, drink this. Yeah. Well, man. Yes, sir. We offered exactly. to buy it. He said, no. Yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. Uh, but Oak, I thought JD might go with him. I thought you might go yeah. with him. I feel like he'll be a popular answer. Just, uh, you know, Oakley. All business, baby. Mm. He's got to get some uh, Oak flavored alcohol mm. as, as part of his, uh, That's good, yeah. his He's cooking. He's a chef or something, isn't He's he? Yeah. Is he still doing that? He definitely was. He was. Know, yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right, next one here. In another incredible piece on The Athletic, this one by Jay King. The kid! <laughs> the kid, Jay King. It's the wild tale of Boston Celtics player Matt Ryan, who has come a long way in just a year. 12 months ago, he was working at a cemetery. Now he could win a championship. Matt Ryan said, quote, It blows my mind. I can't even believe this is my story, but it is. What's one thing from your past that blows your mind, <laughs> JD? <laughs> Tasks with these questions. Oh, I, like, I thought this was a great batch of task questions. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Oh, that's a backhanded compliment. Well, it is. Sometimes they're like, what the hell is when that? When was the last what time you rolled over? That? These are good. No, this is great. They're always interesting. They're, they're always very interesting. interesting. They're difficult. I like that. They're challenging. Yeah. When's the last time you rolled over? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Hey, but you uh, could go I this video for it. Yeah, great. <laughs> What's one thing for your past that blows your mind? It doesn't have to be anything. Because we know we've all told our stories over 15 years of this show. But it could be anything from the past. Yeah, like the GD world. Yeah, I was remembering randomly uh, when I lived in London, I was dirt poor, had no money, and I decided to go to Greece Mm. with nothing. I had a a train pass, but that's it. And no way of getting back, no job prospect. Mm. I decided to go through the entire continent of Europe. (laughs) On the just whim of, hey, maybe I could work in Greece. Like, I didn't even have a work permit. Right. So that that, that blows my mind. How, are the, how are the tiny Good doors, one. though? There are so many tiny doors. So many colorful tiny doors. <laughs> and I only got into the 
the tip of Greece, like the first stop in Greece, and I got a job right away. So it worked out. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I was just like thinking about that, like yeah. because my son is getting older now, and like he's gonna want to travel and all that. And it's just like I would, I can't imagine like being okay with that, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know. But hey, it worked out. But yeah. Well, that blows my mind that I did that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Lee Ellis-like in terms of yeah. Uh, yeah. Taking, taking a chance. Yeah. All right, good yeah. stuff. Lee, go ahead. Well, it still blows my mind that uh, the 1987 All-Star game for me was like a flux capacitor moment mm. for uh, Dr. Emma <laughs> Brown. It just led, created this chain of events that led to all sorts of things to the point where 30 years later, JD and I were in Dallas and Phoenix <laughs> talking to the two stars of that game, <laughs> right. putting together a feature... Uh, it still blows my mind that, like, Rolando Blackman, he's my friend on WhatsApp now. <laughs> Not Tom Chambers. We didn't exchange phone numbers. But uh. from that 87 All-Star game, I've got four phone numbers of the players from that game. And I've spoken That's... to, I, I think I've spoken to, like, 11 players from that game. So uh, at one point of wow. my journey. Are you trying to collect them all? Uh, I was, yeah, for a while. But, uh, yeah, it sort of just has stopped. Yeah. But it's still just shocking to me. Like, imagine if Rolando Blackman missed one of those free throws. Would in, I, a, would in an <laughs> exhibition game, yeah, man, that's I what cannot I mean. imagine. <laughs> because I was like, that was like too, too, too good to be true that it happened the way that it happened. And I'm like, I wonder if that would have had a different impact on me if I was like, yeah, well, he missed one. You know, well, would practice I mean, your free throws. How many times would I have tweeted that? Here's a <laughs> real crazy thought. It could have gone to overtime, right? Well, it did go to overtime. Oh, he pushed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, and then they went on to win. But I also wonder, like, imagine that VCR tape back in 1987. Imagine it just didn't make it to my brother. Imagine for one reason it went to someone else that right. day instead. Or the tape never... didn't work or something. Exactly. And the tape, by the time we put it in our machine, had been watched a million times. Yeah. So it was the old jittery yeah, yeah. screen and stuff. So, uh... And confidence baby confidence. He said that as he was shooting. Yes. We were just falling flat. Like, that yeah. line yeah, exactly. wouldn't yeah. have been no. that. It would have been like, would have been, yeah. ah, okay, shucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I had the confidence, but it didn't. Yeah. Again, it's yeah. a pointless game, too. It right. like, doesn't yeah. mean really anything. Yeah. Well, no, no. I know they played a little harder yeah. back yeah, yeah, then, yeah, but it yeah. didn't yeah. really mean It was anything. more of a showpiece event then. But uh, yeah. but it was like, you know, when the Mavericks were in the conference finals, I was like, if we go to Dallas, I'm going to say hello yeah. to Rolando, you know, yeah. like my friend. So Rolando. who's the biggest name you need to get? Is it MJ, obviously? Yeah, Jordan, yeah. Yeah, Jordan and Magic and Larry I haven't spoken oh, okay. to. Yeah, those are the three. You know, three. but, uh, yeah. And Moses, unfortunately, uh, no longer with us, so I can't speak to him. But Kareem, I've spoken to him. James yep. Worthy, Dominique. Mo Cheeks at one point when I was back at the score. He was an assistant coach. Or was he coaching maybe Portland? Anyway, Alex English has been there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, tons okay. of them. Well, you got tons, I guess, still to go, though. Yeah, I do, I do. Players. Joe Barry Carroll, your sleepy Floyds, Mark Aguirre. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> Rickon knows who he hasn't talked to. Yeah, that. for that... Uh, that- <laughs> Potion tweet of the night there. <laughs> Lee, wouldn't, Lee wouldn't care to try to have a photographic memory. Yeah. He's, he's good on yeah, he's like, I don't need any more of that. Uh, one thing from your past, Skeets, yeah. blows your mind. Well, it's similar, I guess, to sort of what Lee's saying, but we created one of the very first NBA podcasts. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that's crazy. That mm. blows my mind. Maybe even more crazy than that, we're still doing it. Mm-hmm. We did mm-hmm. it for years without seeing a single dollar. Uh, for four years, in fact, that we continued to do it. Uh, and then turn it into a career is, is still blows my mind and that we're doing it still. Yeah. All of that is nuts <laughs> when you really stop and think about it. Absolutely. And we are well over 3,000 episodes at this point. So. And that's why we Crazy. do rapid fire because inevitably someone will answer with just a oh. pat on our old back. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's the end of the week. 
Got to be positive. Yeah. Yeah, happy about our, our lives going into the weekend. All right, <laughs> last one. Let's make it three for three. Yeah. And yet another column on The Athletic. Mike Vorkanov writes that NBA Finals ratings are back up. I know. It's hard to believe with our splintered media. Go read Vorkanov's article, theathletic.com slash no dunks to sign up. It's great stuff. As Vorkanov states, it is very complicated, but I want you to give us a fact which doesn't sound that true at all. JD. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one caught my eye this morning. I just looked for some weird facts on the yeah, okay, internet. Okay. A 1,500-year-old piece of fossilized human feces contained a whole rattlesnake. So somebody ate no. a rattlesnake whole. Yeah. Mm, really? This was found in uh, southwest Texas. Well, that makes no, a bit more sense now. In the late 1960s. <laughs> oh, wow. Not that long ago. Well, that's well, the... But, it, <laughs> but hold on. It's a 1,500-year-old oh, fossilized... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah right, so right, it's right, fossilized, right, 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 right. and it had the body of an entire rattlesnake. So they discovered 11 rib bones, uh, 11 vertebrae, 48 scales and one fang and they think that it was consumed not in a regular meal but in like some sort of ritualistic yeah, ceremony right. or something can you can you imagine no. like no anyway it's crazy weird it's crazy weird but yeah. true yeah yeah <laughs> lee says you know it makes more sense in texas People love their snakes. Yeah. <laughs> I was just... I was, <laughs> They're a part of everyday life. We just yeah. brought uh, silkworms uh, to our... Silkworms is like a caterpillar type mm-hmm. thing, uh, but they're all white and they look a little creepy to our uh, child's daycare. And one of the teachers was weirded out by them and wouldn't go near them, mm. but she races after snakes. She loves snakes, yeah. wow. but she won't look at a silkworm. Uh, snakes are crazy. Don't like you. You yeah. okay with snakes? You had snakes on you. I'm, not, I'm actually that really helped. What I thought <laughs> I maybe was a little phobia of snakes when I had the snakes all draped over me. They're really, you know, they're everybody says this. They're not as slimy as you think in your head. They're not at all. Um, the big ones I actually like more than the, yeah. the squirmy little ones that were going all over me. I was yeah. like, I don't really love this because I don't love the idea of like. You know, suddenly they're going up a hole they should not be going up. Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. scary part. Suddenly they're finding uh, my poop uh, fifteen thousand years yeah. from now, and it's like interesting. Came maybe, in the other way. Maybe it went in the other way. Yeah, oh. yeah. Just, just uh, found a. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, right. Yeah, the squirmy ones are the worst. See, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought when you but said fossilized. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, look, look. I. You ever seen the Jackass skit where like they get? Oh, uh, yeah. Is it I've, is it Bam or whoever they get to like they get them trapped in basically a oh. pit of yeah. thousands oh. of snakes. Do I want that to happen? No. But the funny part is nothing is happening to him when he's in there. Like they're yeah. not they're not killing you. Yeah. That's they're true. Not really doing anything to you. They don't want to be around yeah, you just as much just... as you don't want to be around them, but ugh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I saw them on Fear Factor. They're it's uh they're still weird to me. I thought the snake found its way into the feces and it just fossilized. Mm. That's how dumb yeah. I am. Well, oh, like, right. Like, right. Like, there's just feces sense, on the yeah. ground. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow the snake just got yeah, in yeah. there and then it just... Uh, Made a home. Yeah. Poo home. <laughs> Alex Poo home. Uh, I would rather be, though, in, like you said, Fear Factor, I'd rather be in a tub of snakes than a tub of, like, cockroaches Oh, or yeah. 100%. Easily. You? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yes, because of the cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're squirming. They're just yeah, all yeah, over just you. Feel, they just feel grosser, too. Did I say Alex Puholm or Albert Puholm? You said Alex. <laughs> I meant Albert. Did you know Leon Rose was the uh, <laughs> first client? Uh, all right. Uh, first client for Leon. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Lee, go ahead. So uh, my wife is Peruvian, in case anyone doesn't know, which means my two sons are half Peruvian in their heritage. And uh, mm-hmm. last weekend, some Argentinian friends of ours were, were leaving for a week, and they asked us to look after their guinea pig for a week Mm. and so my boys and my wife said sure 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 I was kind of on the fence for it (laughs) anyway so they started packing up all the equipment that comes with the guinea pig and you know all the all the toys and things like that and just as we were loading it into the car my uh, 10 year old says in front of all the family the Argentinian family fun fact did you know Peruvians eat guinea pig (laughs) (laughs) that's great was he Doing it as a joke? No. Or he was just like, I'm just going to share a fact. He's like, I've got something I can, uh, I can add to this situation. So That's it was it. a little quiet there. The Argentinians were a bit like, oh, I, I mean, we want you to babysit, not to uh, <laughs> dine out on our yeah. guinea pig. But, uh, so uh, far, we're three or four days in. Jake's doing great. Yeah? Nice. yeah. Jake hasn't hit the green egg yet. Not yet. No, not yet. Haven't not found yet. the right recipe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jake the guinea pig. Not, not Jake the snake. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah Jake. For a great name for a guinea pig. All right. Skeets. Uh, yeah, a fact that doesn't sound true at all. Kate Bush's 1985 track, Running Up That Hill, is back in the Hot uh, 100. Thanks sort. to Stranger oh, Things. Stranger yeah. Things, yeah. That's crazy yeah. when you think it's about it. It's a fucking great song. It's an amazing song. I'm so happy to have it here, have heard it in Stranger Things because yeah. now I can't stop playing it. I added it to my run mix. That's a great running song, it's a, I would imagine. 100%. Um, so it's just wild because she has not had like Hot 100 like success. She's had some make the charts before like yeah. back in the 80s and I think even one in the 90s, but she's peaked at number 30 for really? running up that hill. So it's possible it could like beat it here, you know, wow. some... How many years later? Like 35 years later? Whatever, probably right? will. It probably will. Yeah. But this has sort of become a thing, I was thinking, right? Because we had like these old songs like re-entering the charts. Remember we had Dreams from the TikTok oh, video? Yeah. The Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac song? Yep. The guy's uh, drinking oh, his yeah. uh, yeah. cranberry, cranberry juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ocean Pacific. That yeah. re-peaked. It went to number 12, apparently, on the mm-hmm. Hot 100 yeah. in 2020. That's a 1977 song. And then uh, more recently, Nirvana's 91 uh, Deep Cut, if you want to call it that, Something in the Way. Yeah, from Batman. Jumped uh, to 46 on the Hot 100 in March, um, thanks to the Batman movie. So, yeah, we got the running up that hill. It's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, And we'll see how high it gets. Well, Peter Andre on Celebrity Love Island in Britain, Mm -hmm. famous Australian singer, he started singing one of his famous songs on Celebrity Love Island. They re-released it, yep. and I think it went to number one. This is like 15 years ago now, but uh, yeah. Well, funny about running up that hill, I did in doing some research. In 2012, it did re-enter the top 10 in the official UK singles chart because it was featured in the closing ceremonies of the London Olympics. Mm. <laughs> so everyone was like, oh, this, hey, this is still a great song. Well, I mean, wasn't um, was it Bohemian Rhapsody or something like that uh, came back in? Uh, yeah, probably. 91 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because Wayne's World. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah of go. course, yeah. Yeah. Party on. Yeah, yeah. There it that's is. Right. That's a bunch of facts. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you got him, buddy. All right, that's Rapid Fire 2. That's the Drop Podcast. Always a blast. Thank you so much to the stream team for joining us. Hit that like button. Subscribe to No Dunks. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. 
all of Tass's rapid fire questions based around great articles mm. available on The Athletic. So uh, that's why you should go get that subscription and read them. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. And uh, email in your NBA questions about the finals, about potions, about Kate Bush, whatever you got, to no dunks at theathletic.com. I know we'll be hitting the beach at some point uh, next week or they'll be sprinkled in throughout the shows. Because we get a bit of a gap there after Game 2 on Sunday night. Mm. We'll have immediate reaction podcast after Game 2, which is great because it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. on Sunday night, so we'll get to go live a little bit earlier. And then we're back here on Monday, of course, in the Classic Factory doing shows all week. You're off with Trey to yeah. Boston later in the week. We'll be talking to you from there and all that. So uh, get your questions in, uh, and uh, we'll try our best to answer a few of them. Fun show. Thank you so much, guys. Brace the weekend, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, I'm not going to do it. I was going to give a trivia question here now at the end of the show. It's crazy. Why not? It's Friday, man. Because uh, we might go another 18 minutes. No, no, we'll try and do it quick. And and if we can't get it quick, then you just tell us. Yeah, it won't take too long. (laughs) If the Warriors win the title this year, Gary Payton and Gary Payton II will become the fifth father-son duo to have each won an NBA championship. Okay. The other four are... You can get them. A few. A few. Jelly Bean on the day, but no. we're not. No. No. Yeah. That's good. You're thinking There's role no, players. No Curry. Though. There's no Del. Yeah. Del didn't win. No, Del did not win. Uh, Tim Hardaway. Somebody involved... Uh, not Tim Hardaway. Somebody involved in this uh, series, though. Tito Holford? Did he win? Oh. No. Good Ooh, guess, though. Good guess. Uh, somebody... Oh, but Al Horford doesn't want one. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, they've already he, done it. We... No, oh. they've already done it. These other four have yeah. our father-son yeah. oh, okay. combos that Peyton's would join. Someone in this series. Clay Clay Thompson. Clay and Michael. Okay, Can't another go. another another one won MVP. Part of the father son duo won MVP in the league a long time ago, and his long son was oh, Bill Walton. Yeah, his yeah. son was recently in the news. Luke Walton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've got Bill and Luke. You've got Michael and Clay. Now yeah. gets tough. Yeah, but. You can get this one. I'm not going to give you a hint because you can get this one. There's one very difficult one. One very difficult one. But this other one. Someone from the Spurs. Uh, yep. Wow. Has, you don't, you may not think of him immediately as a Spur. Stephen Jackson. But he, that's a guess. But somebody. Jalen Rose? No, somebody. Somebody closer to the heart. Somebody a little closer to the No Ducks, the Basketball Jones. Brent Barry. Brent Barry. Oh, jeez. Brent and Rick. Now, this one, it's a bit of a stretch, but uh, because one of them won while the league was still the the old BAA. Okay. Oh, boy. But uh, the son, you know him. We know the names. You know, yeah, you know, uh, you know, you know, he's a broadcaster. Oh, no. No, he's a broadcaster uh, for a while and a head coach for a while. You've heard him on broadcasts. He's probably he's not broadcasting right now, but uh, you know an, an interesting, a great name from NBA history. Last name, Snapper Jones. It's an interesting, it's an interesting last name. But you, these Jones. guys have lost lost in terms of playing, in terms of the NBA. He you gives you don't team, really think of him. Magic, Magic is where you know him as a broadcaster. He also played for the Sixers, I believe. Um, and wow. Gookus. What? There was a Gookus before the Gookus I know? There's a couple Gookuses out there. Wow. Wow. Matt Gookus Sr., Matt Gookus Jr. Thanks to Daniel V for that trivia question. <laughs> the Gookuses, the Berries, the Waltons, and the Thompsons. All right. Could be joined by the, the Paintings. There you go. Fun way to end a drop podcast. Everybody, embrace your weekend.